Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network match report with me, Adam. It finished Watford 2, Newcastle 1 yesterday. Um, first of all, apologies for the delay in this video. I've been away at the weekend and my son's been a bit ill today, so it's been it's been quite quite a day for me. But anyway, here we are, better late than never. Um, let's dissect what went wrong at Vicarage Road yesterday. So we'd come off the back of two defeats. The Watford defeat seemed to be uh, lacking uh, urgency and assertiveness and it seemed like the squad had just burned out after an absolutely unbelievable run of form since the turn of the year. And, you know, we, we look back at the reverse fixture where Watford absolutely panned us at our place. 3-0, it was one of the worst performances I think all season. And I was thinking, right, Rafa wants revenge. I don't think he'll make too many changes, if any. He did actually make two, so Yedlin was dropped, Richie was dropped, and in came Murphy and Javier Manquillo, uh, who hasn't been seen for quite some time. And, um, well, it was the worst, worst possible start, wasn't it? I mean, inside sort of the first minute, minute and a half, uh, Pereira, who has been one of their best players since the, the, the you know the fall in form of uh, Richarlison, who was electric at the start of the season, but has just sort of completely fizzled out. Um, I was hoping with, with, with Watford um, often finding themselves in this mid-table malaise towards the end of the season, manager possibly on the way out again because they like a high turnover, um, not really playing for anything. I thought this would be a really good opportunity for us to, you know, pick ourselves back up after the last two defeats and get something from what was could be, you know, a, you know, a game with very high potential for, for coming away with something. But, I mean, half of our team just seemed like they were still in the dressing room by the time Pereira opened up the scoring. And, um, you know, there was, a, there was a player on, on, on the right-hand side and Lejeune kind of charged out. Diame was kind of following his man, but then they kind of just seemed to collide we just the just organisation. They just they just caught us off guard, completely flat footed. The ball bobbled through to the box. Dummett hasn't really expected it, so Dummett unwittingly played it across the box uh, to Decore. He's then raced in to try and tackle Decore or charge down his shot. Decore, absolutely superb uh, thinking uh, to to be able to spot Pereira in the corner of his eye, dupes the whole um, defence. And there's Pereira, who again just slotted across Dubravka in the far corner. It was, an, it was a really smart, tidy opening goal from Watford. You've got to give them props for that. And we were just, you know, it was just it was a few individual errors. It was, you know, Dummett didn't do great to just unwittingly pass it across. Um, I don't know what Diarmi was doing. I don't know why Lejeune charged out, possibly because... Uh, Diarmi was, was was sort of behind his man, wasn't gold side. I mean, I don't know where Manquillo was for the, for, for the finish, for example. <clears throat> so there was a, there was a, there was there was early warning signs there, and we we got you know we got punished immediately. And you'd think, right, there's the rocket up the arse that we need. I mean, it reminded me of kind of you know we didn't used to be able to play under Pardew until we until we gone one down, and suddenly we. We sort of packed a pick back up again, and this, like, we just hadn't woken up. We were just, we were, we were, we were sleepwalking. 
And then they got through again. And Dubravka's had to make, you know, had to come out and make himself, you know, big. And um, he's made a save from point blank range, and that could have been like 2 0 very, very quickly. And you think, Christ, they're all over us here. We were, we were losing this, the, the, the midfield battle, and Diame really wasn't having the best of afternoons um, because he was then. He was then dispossessed very easily by Etienne Kapui, um, who's been a pretty shrewd signing for Watford uh, last couple of you know for his performances the last couple of seasons, and you know he sort of brings it forward and the ball is eventually played through to Gray, who scored against us at St James's Park, and he had a shot from the right hand side of the box which Dubravka had to beat away, and he's going. He's going crazy, Dubravka, because they're just being we're just allowing them to play through us very, very easily. You know, this ours is supposed to be a team that is very well drilled, defensively organized, uh, compact, solid. You know, and we and, and and all that seems to be falling away. Like whether it's the the fatigue that I've mentioned, whether it's you know, and and the fatigue comes from a lack of squad depth, doesn't it? Because we haven't got that many players to come in and give our first team a a breather, and whether whether even if we did have some kind of squad depth, we're lacking the quality because I don't think Rafa trusts to be able to put too many other people in there. And you know, look what happens. What's happened in this game that he, you know, he dropped Yedlin and, and Richie, Murphy and Manquillo came in and had a terrible halves really. And it's a shame because I like what Murphy brings in general. Um, and what I've seen, what I've seen of him in the flesh, to be able to just his directness and his is just he just has a goal. He's kind of fearless in a way, and yeah, he, he might not make a past his man every time, but like when he does, he, you know, at least he's at least he's asking questions of the fullback, and yeah, I mean, we just didn't see that, and we didn't see the form that we've come to expect from Diame. Um, Kennedy looked a bit slack as well, um, and indeed, you know. Soon enough, it was 2-0, and somehow Watford have pulled our defence all over the shop. Lejeune's had to come to right-back again. I don't know where Manquillo is. Um, and it's Pereira again, the danger man. And he's just whipped a ball across. Very high ball, and, and Dubravka, you know, he hasn't made many mistakes this season. But I think I think Lejeune makes it far too easy for Pereira. Um, probably because he... He went on his left foot Pereira and Lejeune was left footed so he, it, was, it was kind of on Lejeune's wrong foot to sort of stop that coming in but Lejeune probably should have been in the middle anyway for these crosses but it's had to sort of overcompensate so and it's just sailed I mean Dubravka's just completely misjudged it and then at the back post Dummett and Kennedy have you know they've conspired to allow Grain to, to head it in and 2-0 and down and you just think well <sighs> tall order Given how we've played the last two games, how we've started this game, it's a really, really tall order to come back and get anything from this game. So the second, you know, that was the second goal was after, you know, under half an hour. So it's just it's just the worst possible start, and it basically continued from the last two games, and it also continued from when they smashed us at St James's Park as well. And we just didn't seem. Um, like we wanted it and again like West Brom it's just a it was just a complete continuation of that like the other team there was no intensity going forward this high pressing that's been really uh beneficial for us and and, and works for us 
we've just been we just we just haven't brought it and you you can't you, you know Raf would be absolutely furious and he would have given them a right rocket at half time because you know from after the sort of hour mark we really started to book our you know book our ideas up a bit um but it was that man again on it was on the 55th minute um and Shelby who was starting to get a bit of joy second half just kind of being able to control the game like he hasn't been able to do the last couple of games spray some long balls around try to make things happen be positive he's found Mankio who you know Mankio is is reasonable going forward but I just I just worry for him on the ball when he's in defence and, and you know if, if we're against a team that likes to press high and likes to put players under a lot of pressure I just get scared when Mankio's got the ball because he I don't feel he can protect the ball as he should as a defender, as a fullback. I think he gets bundled off the ball easily. I don't think he's got the physicality and his positioning, as I mentioned before, is questionable, which leads to mistakes, which leads to other players being pulled out of position. I think that's possibly what happened for the for this for the second goal, but Shelby sprayed it across to the right wing and Mankio started bombing forward and, and he's played an absolutely, to his credit, an absolutely fantastic deep cross and it's the, the man in form, um, Jose Perez, who's uh, just, just the, the, the technique just to steer that in with the outside of a, he sort of, st he just stretched his leg out and stabbed it and it, it, it just dribbled perfectly in the corner. I mean, keep his flat foot, he can't, he can't move for it. Pretty much as flat footed as Dubravka was for, uh, for their opener in fairness. Um, but that's, you know, Perez is a player that has performed well away from home this season by, by and large and um, it gave us a lifeline and, and, and suddenly we looked like an absolutely different team and Shelby again um, and, and by this point Richie had come on for, for Murphy who hadn't impressed, Yedlin had come on for Mankio and we did just look a different side and you know Richie getting across in on the right hand side and looking for Perez and you know Mariapas headed it you know <laughs> <laughs> panicked and headed it quite forcefully towards the keeper, um, which that could have easily been a huge mistake uh, by the Watford defence. But again, it's what we weren't doing in the first half, is asking questions. And it was a Shelby corner that led to another, uh, you know, another impudent uh, Perez flick around the, 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 the near post and it, and it hit the post um, and it ended up hitting the post and going out and you just think, we're knocking on the door here, we really are. And again, pushing and pushing and pushing. And, you know, Marino's come on for Diome, who was disappointing. I think it's Richie who squares a ball. And Marino's sort of arriving late. And, you know, Mariapa, I don't know how he stopped it. He, st he stuck out a foot. And, you know, it's almost like from eight yards out. And you, you could argue, well, Marino should be, be should be absolutely burying that from there. But I think, you know, I think the technique on the it looked like it was, you know, if, if Mariapa hadn't got that foot in the way, that smash past the goalkeeper, he will not have time to react to that. And I think that was very unlucky. And suddenly, you know, that could have been a great lift in, in confidence for for Mikel Marino, a player who has been largely absent through presumably injury worries and. Um, the fact that Diarmi and Shelby have, have performed so well um, since December, but it wasn't to be, and 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 Watford 
just pulled out a performance on us. I mean, I'm not even I've not even mentioned the penalty. God, I forgot that in the first half. So again, you know, just just a another example of how porous we were and just how uncharacteristically Newcastle we were under Rafa Benitez in the first half. So. Again, ball getting played towards Gray down that right-hand side of the penalty box. And Dummett has... He does, he does that... Well, look, let, let, let's take it back. So, when Dummett first started getting in the first team, a few years ago, I mean, it used to be like, in the relegation season and, you know, the start of the championship season, it used to be that Paul Dummett would get absolutely rinsed by a winger at least once every every game and you know I believe that and at the time I believed that he was probably truly a more, more of a centre-back than a left-back and didn't have that pace to, to, to be able to sort of you know you know turn and run and, and run with the winger which is why he was getting caught out and he'd absolutely get rinsed by his wingers however during the championship he developed a lot and in the Premier League this season I've noticed in particular that when you don't have Yedlin's pace, which not many people do, when you don't have that pace, he's compensated by being more tactically savvy and Rafa would have been drilling this into him. And Dummett, his positioning this season has been so good, so much better, which means that he doesn't ever have to make those challenges where he's sort of like almost a yard behind uh, the winger and he gets himself in front of the so his, the timing of his tacklings has improved and his positioning has improved and what he did here was that it was this timing of the tackling that he's, he's, he has definitely developed over the last couple of seasons and there was sort of very little coming together and, and, and he's, he's slid he's gone down early but he's, he's been quite controlled dumb and just tried to hook the ball away and as much as he didn't really didn't he sort of missed the ball but I still don't feel that he got enough of Andre Gray to warrant a penalty. And and when Andre Gray went down, possibly bit speculative, speculatively looking for it. But the, but the, it was the linesman that was, was flagging. I don't, I don't remember the, the Watford players being, you know, protesting too hard about it. It was more just to sort of, oh, we'll have a go and see if. We, and 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 the linesman's flagged. And he's given a penalty, and I just, I really, I think that's a really soft one for me. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I think that's, it's, it's really, it's, it's really difficult. I, the reverse angle suggests that there was some contact. I can't deny that, but it's, it's whether you think there was enough contact. It, it, I, 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 it's tough, but I think that was quite harsh. However, we've got Martin Dubravka in goal. And he's mint. And Troy Deeney stepped up and he saved it. Absolutely amazing save. But the, the, it was the reaction to get the second one from Dubravka that was so mightily impressive. And Deeney was foiled with, with each foot uh, and couldn't get it past Dubravka. And it was absolutely amazing. It's a shame that that then didn't lead to us getting an equaliser, which I thought we were probably worth in the second half. But it was just this... You can't, you can't give... You can't give teams that many opportunities to go ahead. You know, and their, their expected goals was close to three. 
and I was 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 under one. So <laughs> you know, we had one shot on target in the whole game, and it was it was the shot that we scored with. Whereas if you look at their stats, they had about they had eleven shots and eight were on target. So they asked more questions of Dubravka, and they succeeded and, and the, you know the, the fans have had a really nice day and we've had another frustrating day and now Newcastle are looking in a situation where we could easily lose the last five games of the season three on the bounce it feels like and and look don't get us wrong I'd, I'd so much prefer to be losing these games knowing that we're mathematically safe which we are and we have been for a couple of weeks and we've been effectively safe for a bit longer as well so I think, I think what's again what's being outlined is our lack of squad depth and quality in squad depth that we can't rotate. Losing Slimani through suspension that's cost us a bit because it's 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 reduced the amount of options that we have to bring off the bench. And I just think there's burnout, and I think the intensity has just dropped. And Rafa would be fuming. Don't get. I mean, it, it, this is different to if it was under Carver or under Pardew because they would just be allowing it to happen. Rafa would be going absolutely bananas in the dressing room, which he would have done at half time, which is why we saw the spike and we the, the, the performance imp vastly improved in the second half. But it's just not good enough. It was already, you know, Rafa said himself after after the game that essentially it was it was the game was lost in the first half. So. We've got a huge game at Wembley on Wednesday. Spurs are going to want revenge for, you know, they lost against West Brom last minute. Amazing. I, sti I still can't believe West Brom aren't mathematically down yet. It's crazy. They've done spectacularly under Darren Moore. Um, he's very, very likeable. He's come in, got a job done, and he's absolutely smashed Pardew at the park, which is... Uh, Hilarious for all, I, I, I can assure you. So, we've got a huge game against Spurs. I think it'll be very tough to get anything out of that game. I, I really do. We're going to have to really pick ourselves up. But, I just think they'll have too much quality. I think it might be a 2-0. Um, but it's the home game against Chelsea. And they've won today. So they'll be really pushing for Champions League place, you know. They'll still have something to play for, which is going to be tough. But, I, I, you know, we've beaten big teams at St. James's Park this season. We've beaten Man United. We've beaten Arsenal. There's no reason why a bounce in St. James's Park on the last game of the season to celebrate, and it should be a celebration because of what we've achieved this season. And, yeah, you know, let's have a look at this. You know, looking at the, 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 the table, we're still... In 10th, we're still in the top half on 41 points, but we've got Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, and Watford all below us on 41 points. You've got Brighton on 40 points, and they've also played only 36, so they've got they've got two games in hand on us as well. So, given what we're playing Spurs and Chelsea, I'll be very surprised if we end up in 10th. But as Rafa says, it sort of doesn't matter. But he. But in another way, it really does matter because he will not want us to just, um, you know, fizzle out with a sort of a whimper. He'll he'll want a performance at Wembley, which will be tough. But he'll probably put his eggs into the into the Chelsea basket 
Rafa's played fixtures all season. He's played the fixture list, and he'll be he'll be eyeing up that home game against Chelsea with the crowd behind, and that's what we've got to do. You know, people mouthing off saying like appalling, disgusting. You know that our performances have been disappointing. They have been not as good as they have been, right? But in, in previous games, but we have to remember where we've come from. The fact that people are getting annoyed that we might not finish 10th just shows how far we've come. I was expecting us to have been, you know, I was expecting us to be in a relegation scrap to the final day this, this season, given what we did in the two transfer windows. I just expected it. I, you know, we're not. The fact that people are bothered that people might be disappointed that we finish 11th or 11th or 12th is insane. It's just stupid. We've done really well this season. It's a, it's we have to be positive and we have to thank Rafa like on the Chelsea match for the job he's done and the players as well. They've they've, they've performed a, 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 a job bigger than the sum of its parts. We have very little squad depth. We need heavy investment. And again, another another defeat plays into Rafa's hands this summer because it's more leverage that he can go to the board and say, I can only do so much. There's, there's only so far my miracle working can take us because it's no coincidence that we've just completely bombed as soon as we're safe. It happens to a lot of clubs. It shouldn't be happening to a Rafa Benitez club because he won't let them fizzle out but maybe we've, he's just completely run them into the ground because he hasn't had any other choice to get the fixtures sorry to get the results that he knows that we needed to stay up and survive so he's already done his job I think Spurs is a free pass because it's Spurs they're one of the best teams in the league at home they're just they're just a very very good football team but I think Chelsea is where we can really just nothing to lose, fearless, go out there and hopefully come back with something. I'll leave it there. Thanks very, very much uh, for watching again. Um, please comment below. Um, again, apologies for the delay in the video, but it's it's a bank holiday, so you've got an extra day um, tomorrow to, uh, to, to to browse the channel and um, or download the podcast if you prefer to do that on SoundCloud or iTunes. Tell all your friends and please share. And if you haven't already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button down there because um, I absolutely love doing these videos and I, it's all about um, it's about having an audience like you um, to, to support me. So I really appreciate that. Very close to the end of the season, but we've still got a lot of football to play yet. We've still got two huge games, which of course um, you'll be getting match reports for that. So please subscribe if you want to be notified about that first. I've been Adam of the Toon Network. Thanks very much. Enjoy the rest of your bank holiday. I've been Adam. Bye-zy-bye.